Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness, a tool available to everyone to empower us to be more self-aware for greater control of our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through simple mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and similar applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, how do we stand up to fear and uncertainty? Here's the problem. Fear and uncertainty are the norm in a fear-based society, and ours is very, very much a fear-based society. Take a even slight look at politics, and there it is. Two-thirds of what some of the most ugly, awful politicians do is use fear to disempower the masses, to make people think that if you don't follow them in their way, it's all going to go wrong. And they use ugly, unpleasant phrases and twist words to mean things that they don't even remotely mean. Worse than that, they use opinion to trump important things like, oh, I don't know, logic, reason, science, things that make a bigger difference in the world than somebody's opinion, which generally is only about making money or impressing others with their image. But that's neither here nor there. Fear takes many, many forms, and oftentimes it becomes more disguised less as fear and as other things such as uncertainty, trepidation, self-doubt, general doubt, and brain weasels talking to you and telling you all kinds of things that just are not true. Fear isn't necessarily a bad thing. It served the human race well in protecting us from harm, especially in the past when we were victims of other things, when we were prey. But let's be perfectly honest. We've reached a point where, by and large, humanity is no longer prey to anything else on this planet. Sure, there are still predators out there that could kill us at will, but they're not hunting us anymore because, frankly, we're not really good prey. We will fight back. We can fashion weapons no other animals in the animal kingdom can create. For that reason, we no longer have the same fear we used to have of the tangible. By and large, our current fears are entirely about things that are intangible. We Fear that we are not good enough, that we are not smart enough, that we don't look good enough, that we are unworthy, undeserving. Take your pick. All things that are not tangible. All things that are part of our emotional and our mental health and that are not something you can see or touch or taste or even smell. They are things that are completely in our minds. What's even worse is that by and large, it's not... The fear that's the biggest issue, it's what we fear the most, which has to do with how we'll suffer. I'm going to get into that a bit more later, but right now I want to talk about just the general idea of what fear and uncertainty are. All of us live in the same world. That's completely true. I mean, keep in mind that there are very nearly 8 billion people on this planet. Every single one of us, each individual has our own way that we perceive reality. Sure, there is some collective consciousness that exists that we all agree upon when it comes to reality. But overall, we have our own unique 
individual perceptions of reality, and for the most part, they are an illusion. Or, as Einstein said, reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. In this reality, each of us encounters things that we are going to find make us uncomfortable, that make us uncertain, and that we fear. There is nobody on this planet who doesn't have some fear of some sort, whether it's something that's a phobia, whether it's something minor, whether it's something completely imagined, everybody has fear. The bravest, most fearless person you know is still afraid of something. To you, what they fear might be completely unreasonable. Like, are you kidding me? You're afraid of that? Why is anybody afraid of that? That can't do you harm. But it's not that at all which alters us. Yes, everybody has fears. And one person isn't braver than another because they lack fear entirely. The reason that anybody is more brave or more fearless is because they recognize and acknowledge and then deal with their fears and uncertainties. Lots of us have fears we do not recognize. And that's because very few of us really live consciously in the now. And when we do, we tend to only live in the now for short bursts of time. It's not something that we can easily do on a regular basis, in part because our fear-based society and the various messages we are being constantly bombarded with don't desire for us to do so. We are much better off, according to our leaders, with no education and no real free will, able and willing to do whatever the hell they push us towards. And that is part of the problem, is that there are people who will fall hook, line, and sinker for utter BS and stuff that just doesn't stand up to logic or reason. And it's amazing sometimes, especially when people hold to it like it's actually a truth, like it's real. Whatever the case may be, what it all comes down to is that by and large, it's not fear itself that we're afraid of. It's got nothing to do with the things that we point to that we're afraid of. If it's a phobia, if it's an emotion, if it's an experience, whatever it is, by and large, what we actually fear is suffering. Not just suffering because of suffering, but suffering because what we fear comes to pass. For example, let's say you are afraid of committing to a relationship. Why are you afraid of committing to a relationship? Well, let's just say, for example, that you think that maybe you will get hurt. And when you get hurt, you will be broken. You will be broken so badly that you will be completely unable to function in the human race ever again. And that's it. You're done. That'll be the end of it. While this is something that is potentially scary, oftentimes the suffering we fear isn't nearly as bad as what will actually come to pass. And then, along the same line, uncertainty tends to become fear, or if not actually fear, uncertainty takes a similar bent to fear in that we start worrying about the suffering that will come if that which we're uncertain about goes negatively, if it goes in a bad way. We're uncertain about the future, and in that uncertainty, there are two possibilities that are very, very obvious to everybody. Things that are good and things that are bad. Nobody 
desires the bad things, okay? I don't care how dark and goth and otherwise emo you might be. Nobody desires the bad, not really. We all desire to have good things for ourselves and to happen to us. But we still have bad things that we might be uncertain about, and the fear of the suffering that will happen if they come to pass is what we really have to talk about. It's not the fear, it's the fear of the suffering. As Paulo Coelho puts it so perfectly in The Alchemist, tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. I don't know about you, but I have been in situations where I was completely terrified that thing X would come to pass. And when that thing would come to pass, I would suffer greatly. I would suffer so much that I would just lose all will, all hope, all ability. And that's never happened to me. Even with the worst suffering I've ever had, even with the most awful things that have happened to me, I've come out on the other side. That's not to say that they didn't suck, and that's not to say that I didn't experience suffering. But by and large, the suffering that I fear is much, much worse than what actually happens when bad things go down. As far as I can tell, for the most part, this is true for virtually everybody. And yet, we fear these things. We become worried about the uncertain. So how do we stand up to fear and uncertainty? Because that's what I wanted to talk about today, is standing up to fear and uncertainty. The first step is we need to recognize and acknowledge our fear and our uncertainty, and that the suffering tends to be the overarching issue. Until we recognize and acknowledge what we're afraid of, we are not empowered. But as soon as we recognize it and acknowledge it, we are empowered. And that is how we can take control. This is important because it's easy to recognize what you're afraid of and then turn away, hoping it'll vanish. Put a blind eye to it. Pretend it's not there. But guess what? If that's what you do, it's not going to go away. It's going to stay there in the corner of your eye, in your peripheral vision. It's still going to bother you because you didn't acknowledge it. You recognized it. Great, but did you acknowledge it? If you don't acknowledge it, you can't do anything about it. So recognition is not enough. There needs to be acknowledgement. And then, once we have recognized and acknowledged our fear and our uncertainty and what they are, we need to apply practical mindfulness. Practical mindfulness is conscious awareness in the present, here and now, of ourselves. It's being consciously aware of our mindset, headspace, psyche selves. This is apart from our ego and apart from our subconscious. This is conscious awareness, which is only a product of the now. To be consciously aware, we need to ask ourselves about what we're thinking, what and how we're feeling, what our intentions are, and what we're doing, the actions that we're taking. When it comes to fear and uncertainty, it's a matter of being aware of our thoughts and feelings because that's where fear settles. It settles in our minds. It's part of our mental, emotional, and sometimes spiritual health. And when we take a moment to recognize our fear and then acknowledge our fear, we can then make choices and decisions and thus be empowered to make changes to 
deal with the fear, to respond to it, or take a proactive step so that it's not going to be so bad, so that we're not going to have to needlessly suffer. Some things are utterly unavoidable. It's just what happens. Sometimes things just randomly occur that you have zero control over. When you recognize and acknowledge fear and uncertainty and you see what they are, you can stop letting them dominate you. And you can use reason and logic to look at what you're afraid of and go, okay, yeah, that's going to suck it that happens, but I will get through it. I'm not alone. And even if I am alone, I've got myself. I am stronger. I am worthy and deserving of coming out the other side of this thing. This is true for everybody, okay? This is just part of human nature. Nobody goes through life without fear. Nobody goes through life without experiencing uncertainty. It's something everybody knows and experiences. Here's the thing. Life is just not meant to be lived completely safely. We are not meant to be staid and stagnant. We are meant to use these infinite potentials and possibilities that we have to explore this world, to explore ourselves, to get to know what we're capable of, and to learn new things and change ourselves. No other animal on this planet that we are aware of is capable of the level of thought we can create. You're listening to me on a device no other animal on this planet has even conceived of as far as we know. It's the kind of thing that we totally take for granted, but it's so, so empowering to recognize that all of us are capable of this. All of us are creators. All of us can use our self-awareness to change the things we don't like about ourselves, to change the things we're afraid of, to make this world more how we desire for it to be specifically for ourselves. You cannot change the world for everybody else. But when your goal is empowerment and not disempowerment, when you allow other people to have lives that are different from yours and you accept that they are going to be, have, do, and desire things different from what you have and do and desire, you are empowered. And when you empower yourself, you empower others. It's all a matter of choices and decisions. We choose to let fear and uncertainty rule our lives or not. This is something that we all have the power to decide upon, to choose. And recognizing and acknowledging this, we can change it for the better. This week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool is an eight-step tool that I'm going to suggest for identifying and addressing specific fears and related uncertainties. First, you need to recognize and acknowledge the fear. Look at what it is that you're afraid of, and you don't need to dig into the deepest, deepest roots. I mean, I know that my fear of failure and my fear of success, which are equal, are not about either failure or or success. They both are actually about my deeper-seated fear of abandonment. But that doesn't mean I can't address the immediate fear, because the fear of failure and the fear of success are far more immediate than that underlying fear of abandonment. In order to do this, we need to get at the root of the fear and the ancillary 
real issues. And we there's so much that goes with this because fear and uncertainty are often interchangeable and locked together. Choose that one specific fear or uncertainty. Really identify it so that you can recognize and acknowledge it. Now we can work on addressing it. And this is done via these eight steps. One, set aside five uninterrupted minutes. Two, begin with one minute of slow, deep breathing. Breathe in deeply, breathe out deeply, nice and slow. This is very, very calming and helps make us present. Which brings me to step three. Be present and mindful by asking yourself, what am I thinking and feeling? How am I feeling? Step four, write or type out your fear or your uncertainty. Now get as detailed as you can about it. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes stream of consciousness writing. It only needs to be for a few minutes or as long as it takes for you to really get it out there, to really put it out in front of yourself so you can look at it for what it is. And then step five, write or type the worst case scenario of suffering that you can imagine coming from the realization of that fear or uncertainty. Make it feel as real as you can when you write it out. Step six, read it aloud. Recognize how the suffering that you're fearing is far more likely to be worse than anything that might actually come to pass. When you read it out loud, you might hear yourself and go, wow, is that really what I think could happen? That would take a lot of unusual things falling into place. And while sure, it's possible, it's not very likely. I assure you that most of the time, the suffering you fear is going to be far worse than the actual suffering you're going to experience. No, that's not always true, I can admit that, but for the most part, that's what it boils down to. Step seven, thank that fear or uncertainty for protecting you. Thank it, that's part of the acknowledgement of it. Then bid it adieu, farewell, bye-bye, ta-ta, see ya, wouldn't wanna be ya, or whatever it takes, let it go. And then step eight, finish with 30 seconds of slow, deep breathing, just like you began with, to center and calm yourself again so that you start present and end present. This is key to being able to work with this and to really focus on what it's going to take to alleviate that fear and uncertainty and the suffering that you fear the most. This can be repeated multiple times for the same fear or uncertainty or for different ones. And because we're only talking about five minutes, you could do this multiple times a day, but I wouldn't advise it. Do it once every few days, once a week, but just do it at least once and see if it makes you clearer, makes you feel more centered. Because I think that this is a great way to clear our head spaces so that we can accept and bring in more logic, reason, and ultimately balance through greater self-awareness. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and learning other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please drop me an email at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. 
please take a moment to explore the Etsy shop from Fee Mahoney, the talented creator of my cover art, at Talia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn, at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. Finally, as always, please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be.